Welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we're doing Stephen King's Thinner, directed by Tom Holland. But before we do that, what have you been up to this week? Um, nothing. Nothing? No. no. <laughs> nothing. What, the, what have I done? Walked around a field. You walked around a field? Walked around a field. <laughs> nice. <laughs> without very good results. Oh. Well, no, it wasn't. Like I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't looking for anything, but I was thinking about... <laughs> what I could do with the field. Oh right, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Um but I couldn't decide. That sounds like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did I, what have I done? Watch Lovecraft Country. Mm. That started, it's quite good. Yeah. Has it got um octopus tentacles? Yes. Yeah. That's very Lovecraft, isn't it? That's very Lovecraft, isn't yeah. it? Octopus tentacles, yeah. There's not there's not been any yet, but there are some, I think. There will that be. are to come. There yeah. will be. Yeah, it's quite good. It's uh, it's worth a watch. Not really done anything else. Just no. waiting for my waiting for my results. No one's been doing much, have they? No, this no. is it. It's not it's just that kind of non time, I suppose. It's like the in between time. It is. It's like yeah. the time. I tell you what, it's like you know when it's Christmas and it's then you like have the that time in between Christmas and New Year. Yeah, and no yeah, one really no knows, one knows what, what to, to do. do. Yeah, yeah, you don't know what to do with yourself. There's not a lot to do. It's I been feel like, like I that should for get six rid months. of that. Like yeah. you should go back to work on the twenty seventh, but you should start your holiday on like the eighteenth or something. Yeah, yeah. So but you then get like Christmas off. Yeah, there might be people who would object to mm. that. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, it's been it's basically been that time, but for six months. Yeah, it's just it's weird, isn't it? It's weird. Anyway, weird. so yeah, this week we watched Thinner from yeah. from nineteen ninety six, directed by Tom Holland of Child's Play and Fright Night fame. Not Spider Man. Not not, not Spider Man. No, you say, you hear Tom Holland, you think Spider Man. He was probably born in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably. Or later, probably. Mm. So, it scored a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. And the quick synopsis is, an obese attorney who likes to live to the excess gets cursed by a gypsy and begins to lose weight. That's pretty much the... That's a nutshell. In a nutshell. That's that's pretty much the whole film, yeah. Yeah. Before we start, there will be spoilers. So, if nobody's watched it yet, give it a watch and come back to us. So, yeah. 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 We start with Mist. Oh, yeah. He loves a bit of Mist. Misty. Yeah, it's Misty and there's a car driving up and then interspersed with like your credits. So we've got Robert John Burke, who is Billy, who was apparently picked for the role because he did Robocop 3. Mm. And they were like, he will be able to sit through a lot of makeup. Stand makeup. Because it must be quite claustrophobic to have to stay still for all the makeup to be added and then... Act in it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was quite hard work. You'd have to arrive on set like three hours early. Yeah, I think it took like, I think he was in like a, a makeup chair for like three or four hours a day. Wow. It's crazy. What do you talk about? Although, could you talk? Can you talk when you're having makeup on your face? Because you it can't depends really move. what you're having done, I think. Yeah. Because I would assume as well the love had to do like casts of his mm. face and stuff. So you can't really talk while, while you're doing those. Yeah. I'd have a little nap. Just have a little sleep. You'd really, <laughs> you'd get to know the makeup person so well. Yeah, I feel like you've got to get on with them. Not makeup people. Otherwise, that would be quite awkward. Yeah. Apparently, he lost £20 to play this role, mm. which is kind of 
it's kind of a normal thing now because you've got like yeah like the likes of like christian bale and and like jared leto who like often change themselves for mm. roles and stuff tom hanks tom hanks yeah yeah it's 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 yeah people love doing that stuff now don't they they with tom hanks didn't Maybe. they film the first part and then he had they had a three month break or something and, and he, he had to lose loads of weight but he had to do it Ooh. in that three months yeah and then they resumed filming Oh, that's a bit of pressure. It is a bit of pressure. No, thank you. Although Tom Hanks seemed to be able to do it. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't like yeah. it. I never seen the ending of that. No. I saw it to the bit where he was making rope. Yeah. I didn't watch the ending. No, I've never seen it. Oh. I've seen it. I've seen bits of it. Yeah. Like I've seen the, the bit of Wilson. Bit. Yeah. yeah. I've seen Wilson and, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so anyway, so there's this car driving along. And then it cuts to a very large man who is a... I want to call him a protagonist, but yeah, he's just the guy that's in it. Billy. So he is in the bathroom and he's getting ready to stand on some scales. And he takes off his very expensive watch Mm. and his pile of money puts on the side so you can tell he's very into excess. I think that's the point that he... That's what he's like, basically. He goes downstairs and his wife gives him some sort of weird grey... Smoothie. Grey smoothie. Why is it, why is it grey? What is it in that? Unless you put porridge and blueberries in. I don't know what the hell it was, but it was I so grey. grey. So she's like, take this. And he's like, oh, do I have to? And then he's like, I'm at 2.97. And then she's like, well, yes, you've got to carry on with this and <laughs> get on a diet. And he walks off. And I think... Is it his daughter or her? They say something about Mr. Mafia and they're like, oh, yeah. you're going to get him off again. And he's like, I believe he's innocent. Of course he's innocent. And he's like, I would only represent him unless, you know, I know that he is fully innocent. And then he drinks his drink and he's like, Ugh, Ugh. gross. Then it cuts to court. So I feel like this kind of portrays that he's good at his job. Yeah. Because obviously he's, he's kind of in there and this guy's getting interviewed I'm assuming somebody tried to kill him and he's accused this guy. The mob boss. So pretty much the the mafia guy. The mafia guy did who is put a hit out Montagnier. Montagnier. Um, put a hit out on this guy. He's Fat Tony from The Simpsons. Yeah. You can tell by the voice. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, how else would you tell? Fat from Tony a voice from actor? The Simpsons. So. He's so good at that part. Like, he was made for. He is made for that the part. Italian really, mafia, isn't, he? isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so he's kind of questioning this guy and he's like, well, you know, is there anybody else who might have a problem with you? And he's like, well, last time this happened, it was my wife. My wife. <laughs> Whose wife t- puts out like a hit on him? And then says something about uh, maybe it was PMS. I'm fail, mind you. I've had times where I could probably kill somebody, so yeah, fair enough. But also, don't say that because that's not cool. So I think saying that in court is is probably I feel like saying that anyway. Women are allowed to say it because they know how they feel. Mm. <laughs> Men are not. I don't think it's a legal argument. No, in it's court. not. It's not a legal argument. So he basically he basically gets this guy off from his charges, and they go onto his yacht to celebrate and eat a lot of food. Yep, spaghetti. Because, yeah, like literally all the way through this, he is eating. Yeah. He is trapping away. I can't away. watch it. I can't watch. No. I just cannot watch people eating really untidily. Yeah. Oh, it drives he, me mad. He eats a lot. That and poor then, actor. 
I know. I hope they were like limited takes because they'd be yeah. like, eat this prawn again, and he'd be like, oh god, I've had ten prawns. I can't. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. So then they um, they're chatting and they mention that there's a gypsy fair that has come to town, and then he it cuts to him back at his office and they're looking at these gypsies that are outside because they've parked up like in the middle of mm. the. Like in the town square, square sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, they've parked up there and, 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 and you can kind of tell that there's quite a lot of animosity sure is. to them. And he ends up going outside and I think there's... Um, he, he talks to the judge and, and he's like, oh, the, the gypsies are here again. Got to move them along, blah, blah, blah. And you can tell they're kind of good, quite good friends of each mm-hmm. other. Um, and then I think the police try and move them on and the... She's the granddaughter. Yeah. She gets quite affronted, the catapult lady. She gets quite affronted and spits at them and leaves. All she does is spit in this film and (laughs) I hate it. I hate it. It's one thing I cannot stand, it's spitting. Ugh. Yeah, so they're getting moved along and kind of tret like garbage. They're only opening a fair, a nice little fair for people. Just leave them alone. Leave them be. They're just just doing, like... They probably just come through, do a little fun fair and then leave. Mm. It's not... Like, don't make their life difficult, you know. God. In hindsight. In hindsight, probably should have yeah. moved along. Yeah. So then it cuts to this big dinner and they're basically saying how brilliant he is at his job. And he is scoffing, scoffing mm. away again. So there's food all over the table, which I'm fairly certain was just his food. Yeah. And then this massive dessert cart comes and he's like oh and she's like his wife's like no no we'll leave him before you eat this because you'll end up eating everything i'm cutting you off <laughs> let's leave so they do and then it's a quick exit isn't it yeah they're literally she's they're like, like right, get right your we're going car. Get your car, bye everyone's like right gone bye yeah no one had pudding i would have had pudding i would have at least had a look I'd have definitely had You always have to have a look at the menu, don't you? Yeah, because if it's something that's nice, you can be like, yeah, Yeah. I'll make room for that. But if there's nothing that jumps out at you... Don't bother. No. Exactly. So they're driving home and the wife decides to get frisky in the car and give her husband a blowjob while he's driving. Could you not wait till you get home? Just wait till you get home. Well, yeah, especially considering everything Considering the circumstances, the key is look where you're driving yeah and concentrate on the road concentrate on the road so so that's happening in the car then it cuts to stephen king in the chemist yeah as Classic. a fa- as a pharmacist and there's this old gypsy man shouting for a prescription for his nose yeah and he's quite salty he's a little and and it's just like stephen king was just trying to get a look at the injury on his nose and then, but then I was like, if you're a gypsy and you travel and stuff, how have you got a prescription? Mm-hmm. It kind of looked like Stephen King was grinding something with a pestle and mortar, like he was making the medicine in the back with a pestle yeah, and mortar. Yeah, like an oldie timey yeah. pharmacy. So he stood with his with this old lady who turns out to be his daughter. Daughter. Yeah. Because I thought they were husband and wife. Well, I did too. It's his daughter, it's his and daughter. she she's quite old as well, and she's like, I'm going to go get my jacket. So he's mm. like, right, okay, well, I'm going to wait for this prescription. So she goes out to go get this jacket. She walks quite calmly across the mm. road. That's fine. In the meantime, old uh, fat lawyer, not looking at the road, yep. then immediately sees this old lady. Ah, hits her. Oh, it's horrible. And she she proper, like, smashes against her. his car. Yeah, she, well, she goes up over 
the bonnet and the roof and lands on the other side. Yeah. It's, it, oh, it's so he must have been nice. going at a fair speed. Mm. And then it cuts to the... There's like a shot of the windscreen just covered in blood oh. and it wiping. Oh, poor, awful. Poor old lady. Yeah. Horrible. So then it cuts to the next day and then he's at home with his family again and, and he's sort of saying that there's going to be a coroner's inquest. Because I think they're saying, like, oh, there's going to be a trial. And he's like, well, it isn't a trial. It's a coroner's inquest. Because it was a mistake. He didn't commit a crime. And he's like, I did nothing wrong. It Mm. was an accident. So He's quite laid back at this point. There's no kind of acknowledgement of I killed a woman in my car. Like, if I... I don't drive, but if I drove and killed somebody, I don't think I'd ever be able to drive again. No. Or live with myself ever again. Mm. Horrible. So he ends up going to the court... And they interview Stephen King and he says that she ran out into the road because they were stealing, which yeah. they weren't. He went in for a for a prescription. The judge was very interested in Stephen King's testimony. If I was a judge and I was, it was just kind listening of a, to Stephen King, I'd be like, tell me a story. Yeah, but he wasn't Stephen well, King. Well, no, he was a pharmacist. a pharmacist. Yeah. So he, yeah, but he just kind of dismisses it. He's like, all right, okay, fine. Okay. That must be what happened then. She was running. And then the cops say that he, tra- he was travelling within the legal speed limit. He was sober as a judge. As a judge, yeah. No pun intended. They basically chalk it up to an accident. It was accidental death. Nobody's going to yeah. get charged I mean, it was it. an accident. He didn't, like, try to run her down. But it was it just the circumstances around it were, like, covered very over, mu- They it? very much twisted the fact of what happened mm. to get him free because i guess he's he's a respected pillar of the community because he's a lawyer there yeah. and they're just some gypsy people who free. no one cares about which is not very nice so they come out of the court and he's going to his car and the old man comes up to him and looks him dead in the eye and touches his face oh yeah i have got a thing about personal space like i'm not a no. i'm not a tactile person and it takes me a long time to be comfortable with people i certainly wouldn't let a stranger touch my face there's one thing i cannot stand face touching it's weird oh it's so weird but yeah he sort of strokes his face and just says thinner Mm. and he kind of looks at him like "Mm, what yeah okay so then it cuts to him at home and he's like oh i've lost weight i've lost 14 pounds in seven days and then his wife's like oh them smoothies must be working finally she's she's got a special computer program because i guess I guess sometimes that can happen. You get like a, yeah, if a you sort were really of quick like active. If you surge. suddenly became really active and really had a, dr- a drastic diet, then you could. But yeah. not in this case. Then he goes to play some celebratory golf with his friends, and then he finds out that the judge has got this little scaly little, rash. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I must be allergic to something." And then he wears himself again, and he's two hundred and eighty-one pounds. So he's like, "I've lost two pounds since this morning." The judge says, he sort of mentions that that old man came up to him and touched, touched him. him. So then now so then he's, he's like, like oh, okay. So then it cuts to him again and he's losing more weight and he's at £230 this time. But he's starting to look kind of normal and it's healthy. a little bit thinner, yeah. And then it cuts to him at tea and he's literally eating everything in sight. There's like a whole chicken there. He's eating like two full corn cobs. He's just shoveling, shoveling stuff in his mouth. If you were really hungry, would you eat corn on the cob? But is he even hungry? Because it, it just kind of eats the whole way through. Like before yeah. this happened, he was eating like Doritos in the car and yeah, stuff like that. So 
And then the daughter's kind of looking at him and she is quite concerned and then asks about the male menopause and he's (laughs) like, what? And she's like, well, you know, like hormones going crazy and stuff like that. And she's like, I'm kind of worried about you. You're being kind of weird. And He is being a little bit weird. He's acting really weird. The teenage daughter is like the most sensible one in the whole film yeah she's she's literally the most reliable person in the film yeah Uh, she's not in it all that much either which is a shame (laughs) if she'd have had anything to do with this it would have been fine he ends up going to the doctors oh no does he see the doctor i think he sees the doctor because um they've not seen the judge for a while yeah Yeah, they've not seen the judge for a while and and then he he sort of because obviously he's remembered what he said to him he goes to the judge's house I think. And then, yeah, so he ends up going to the judge's house, knocks on the door, but the wife of the judge comes Mm -hmm. drinking a cocktail and you were like, well, she's got a cocktail and she's laughing hysterically, so clearly she's lost a plot. She's at the end of her time. She's at the end of a rope. Someone in a film whose husband is gravely ill with she's laughing hysterically whilst drinking a strong-looking cocktail, a martini. (laughs) When you open the door with a martini in hand... In a film, yeah, it's bad. Is it always? Yeah, it it's it's got bad. It's if got... it happens in real life, it probably just means that you're, you're having some drinks. Having some drinks, <laughs> yeah. So he goes in and 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 he's kind of like saying, "Oh, people have said he's gone to visit relatives and stuff. Is he all right?" And she's like, "Well, he hasn't gone to visit relatives. He's gone to the Mayo Clinic." And then well, that sounds like when he... you're making mayonnaise, you can't get it right. Yeah, go to the Mayo Clinic. And then he he says does he mention about this gypsy he says something about this gypsy curse and then she says that apparently the old man touched him and said lizard because it she was like he didn't hear but i heard what he said said lizard and then basically said by the time he left here he had claws his eyes had changed little pieces of tin foil like little pieces of tin foil and not good but then but she seems to think it's an illness or something and then, because she's like, there's no such thing as a gypsy curse. I don't know what you're on about. And then she's like raging at him and basically says, it's your fault. This mm. is happening to him. And he runs out. She's, she's yelling yeah. at him. She has seen too much. Throws a drink in his face. She's not happy. She's furious. I kind of so like then, her. Yeah, I liked her. She's fiery. <laughs> so then he decides to call his friend Joe, or Fat Tony. Yeah. Mafia guy. For assistance. And he he ends up oh he's he's talking to someone in a bar, isn't he? And and, and he's like, Hey, uh, do you believe in gypsy curses? So it's his it's um his mum. Who's like, Yes, yes, yes I do. Absolutely I do. I do, absolutely. And whoever puts the curse on you has to be the one that yep. takes it off you. So then that's in his head. Then he is sat in the it cuts to him sat in the car with his wife, who is thinking that he's lost the plot at this mm. point because he keeps banging on about this gypsy curse and he's like, a gypsy has cursed me, I'm losing all this weight, I need to do something about it. And she's like, you are being ridiculous. And then he says, it's happened to the judge. Yeah. It's happening to me. And I think, he it, does he mention the policeman as well? And he was like, mm. the policeman was there, so it's probably happening to him as well, but I don't know. And then she is like... It's not a gypsy curse. You're probably just ill and you need <laughs> to check yourself into a clinic. Meanwhile, she's driving and not looking at the road. No yeah. one has learned anything 
here. She nearly hits a van. She nearly hits a van. Imagine if the sequel was her being cursed by the career company. The career company. <laughs> yeah, Hermes of like, you will never get parcels delivered on time again. No. Oh, God. So, yeah, so they nearly crash again. And then it he... I think he gets checked over by a doctor. Is it the doctor, Dr. Mikey? It's the, yeah. Dr. Mikey. The doctor. And he, he says you're eating 12,000 calories a day and still losing weight, which I think as a man you meant to have 3,000 a day. Yeah, it's quite a lot. So, like, you've either got a parite or something is going on there. I think a parasite would be preferable and in then circumstances. He, yeah, and then he's like, I'm going to go get takeout. Woo! And then, But then... He ends up going to the other guy's house, of the policeman's house, to mm. see what's happened to him. And he knocks on the door and he doesn't answer for ages. So he's like, I think he mentions the judge, doesn't he? And he's like, I'm worried about what's going on. And then he's like, well, I suppose you better come in. Let's him in. And he looks like he's had some kind of allergic he's, bee sting yeah, reaction. In his, his face, face his like lips swell, are swollen up. His eyes are what all puffy. What was said to him then? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I think... I don't know if it's in the book. It's like he gets plagued by, like, horrendous acne or something. Oh. Maybe. Have you read the book then? Yeah, a long time ago. Mm. Yeah. Because the, there's a bit where Stephen King references himself because they're on about gypsy curses. Is he and a he's pharmacist? Like, no. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, somebody says, oh, yeah... Can't be a gypsy curse. We're not in a Stephen King novel or something oh, like that. It, what, in his own book? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So the characters in his books read books by Stephen King? Apparently so. Well, it That's was a Richard It was a Richard Bachman book. Ah. Uh. So it, it was, I think it was just before he got outed as, as being Stephen King. Oh, really? Oh, so, peop, so people at the time didn't know mm. that he was had a pseudonym? No, but the books that he'd written before weren't really supernatural, so this was kind of more of a Stephen King book, I think. And I think this was just before he got outed, outed. As, as Stephen King. So I wonder if he wanted to like everyone to know that he had a pseudonym, so he, he just went in that last book and he was like, I'm yeah, gonna I'm going to go supernatural, and um, by the way, I'm Stephen I King. I imagine that they're written in the same style, but I don't, I don't know. Can you not tell? I think people did. I f- yeah. 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 Unless you were really unfamiliar with Stephen King. Mm. If you were familiar with Stephen King, I reckon he's got you a could certain, tell. He's got a certain style well, it would be set in of Maine. dialogue, and it'd be set in Maine. It'd be set in Maine, and Any, they'd always anything set in hot Maine, dogs like, diagonally. Mm, yeah. He mentions, he puts that in his books, doesn't he? Mm. Cutting hot dogs diagonally. Yeah. They'd be like, hmm. Mm. <laughs> so... Yeah, he's, he's he's talking to this guy and he basically says, you ran this woman over, we covered it up, I ran them out of town, you know, this is what's happening, we're getting, yeah. we're getting punished for it. And then he says, we need to find this old man, I've got things to say to him. And then this cop gives him a gun or tries to give him a gun and yeah. he's like, yeah, you take this gun and kill him. And he's like, I'm not going to kill this guy. Like, That's what awful. I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I'm, I'm a, a respected member. Lawyer. And he, he gets more, more and more angry with him. So he ends up sort of running out of this house as well. Yeah. And then he hears a gunshot. So yeah. obviously he's just killed mm. himself. So then he goes home and sees the doctor's car there. Yeah. And he's like hmm, what's going on there? But earlier, he does mention about a private investigator who helped get the mob guy off. Yeah. But I think he's been using it 
for himself as mm-hmm. well because I think he thinks his wife's having an affair. Pull up to find a man's car and a man leaving in the night. A little bit suspicious. A little bit. So he goes home and then says about this guy's basically, I think he's shot himself and the wife's quite concerned and, and he's still going on about this curse. And she's like, you need to get over it. It's not a curse. And he says, I'm dis- like, I'm, I think he says I'm being erased and I'm disappearing. He is kind of wasting away. He is just wasting away, basically. Then it gets to the funeral of this policeman and it all sort of kicks off. So he goes to a private investigator or this guy that he knows to find this old man who he says, oh, I found him. Mm. He's 106 years he's 106? old. 106? I was like, he's doing pretty well for 106. Certainly is. So he goes home to find the car in the drive again. So he's like, really? Are you actually serious? And finds him discussing. It sounds like they're looking at sectioning him to me mm. to get him into a clinic. Yeah. So... And he's like, oh, what's all this about? And they're like, well, it's for your own good. We're worried about you. And But he agrees. He's like, I'll check myself in. I'll check myself into yeah. this clinic. Which I assume isn't in where they live. You would have to travel it's to It's like it. they're trying to get rid of him, but... They're absolutely trying to get rid of him. When he's not well. Yeah, so, so he says, oh, yeah, I'll check myself into this clinic. But really, what he's going to do is go find this old guy. Find the gypsies, yeah. yeah. So he goes out driving... And he rings, or does he leave her a note? I think he leaves her a note and he's like, I've got, you know, I'm go- I've got some stuff to attend to. I'm going to sort this out. And he's like, if you are having an affair with Dr. Mikey, please end it now. Mm. That's that. So he heads to this old railway yard for signs of where this this fair's been. And he finds this quiggly... Quiggly property. It's like quiggly property sign. So he goes to see this guy who owns it and to see where they went. And he's like, uh, will you give me £800? What a rip-off! And he's like, it's not for the information, I'll tell you that, but it's for this. And he f- holds up this sign, which is like, um, he's gone it's missing... It's like a missing post. Missing post to £5,000 $800. That's... He could just turn him in and get five and grand. Get more, yeah. But And then he's like, do you take traveller's checks? <laughs> Who uses traveller's checks? No one. <laughs> So he ends up finding this fair and he goes to approach this old man and he's got all these little creepy dolls, hasn't he? Yeah. And one of them's a creepy doll of him looking very, very, very thin. Mm. And and then the great-granddaughter spits at him again. Oh, we haven't been to the bar yet. Catapults him. Have we been to the bar? Oh, no, the bar's no, after. Bar's after. Yeah, so they've got all the little barbie dolls creepy dolls i'm assuming of all the people that is cursed Mm. there's quite a few there he has got a lot of beefs all around town she uh she yeah she decides to catapult him away she's because she's got a catapult for some reason and she's skilled at the catapult you know very fiery she's like get out of here catapults do you no only on the simpsons that's in a link so he yes (laughs) so he's sat in this room and he looks terrible because he's just, he's like, he's getting weaker and tired and very well. thin. So he makes a phone call to the wife of the judge, I think. And he's like, can I speak to him? And then she, she's kind of like, he can't come to the phone and hangs up. So he's like, oh, well, he's dead then. Yeah. He's basically gone to that conclusion. He's like, he's dead. So he goes back to the fair 
but there's a bar next to it. So he heads into this bar looking for this old man. And he's asking somebody, but then somebody else pipes up and says, Oh, that oh, old gypsy man. That was a lucky, lucky I've seen um, him. shout, wasn't it? So yeah. the first bar he went to... Yeah. Finds out where everyone's gone. And I think he's had a he's had a previous dalliance with him at some point and mm-hmm. then he's like and then I saw him I've seen him now and it's been thirty years, but I recognise that man anywhere. And then he I don't know what he said to him, but he's he's annoyed him for some way, some reason. So this old gypsy man was like You'll see your wife soon. And then he said, but my wife's been dead my for five years. My wife's been dead for five years. I kind of want to see what happens there, because if his wife comes back, that's really scary. Well, either he's going to die or his wife's going to come back. Yeah. Or maybe or he'll die. Yeah, that Maybe he'll die sense. and his wife will come back and his wife will be like, where is he? Yeah, that made more sense. But I was like, is, she, is he going to bring his wife back <laughs> from the dead? No, he's just going to kill that guy. I love that makes more sense. the movie um, Doom old man of doom harbingers harbinger that's mm, what i mean the harbingers they're oh, great they're great they're always so, the same they're always like that guy from heartbeat what's his name um ventress no not ventress the other one claude greengrass like greengrass's cousin or so whoever the one who used to run the petrol oh, yeah. like him was he called robert or whatever i can't remember he always used to run the petrol pump with david didn't he but in he heartbeat. he yeah. is the classic harbinger absolutely so he he calls his house and the daughter picks up and and he he's like she's like oh we we're really worried about you blah 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 and he's like yeah I'm fine and he's like where's your mum I want to talk to her and then she's like oh she's with Doctor Mike he's been here a lot and he's like mm. has he really yes. uh, so he is not happy so he's like right I'm gonna drive off to this fair and he finds all the gypsies so he goes in and they all hate him because. Obviously, they get sort of ostracised. Mm. That's probably the word everywhere they go. So they're not gonna. They're probably not gonna like people who are outside yeah. of their their sort of people thing. And he decides to try and kind of reason with them, I guess. And they start calling him a demon, and that girl spits at him again. Yeah, feisty. And then he's kind of like, "Can you uh, take this curse off me, please?" And the old man says, "No, no." Firm and he says, which I thought was really interesting, he says, why weren't you watching You Never See Us? Mm. Which is like probably hundreds of years of being ostracised from communities, mm. moved along. Yeah, that was the final straw. Because well, also, if the judge and the police officer had, had prosecuted the um, accident... Yeah, and acknowledged that fully, it had happened. Yeah. I think, like, the gypsy uh, leader knows... It wasn't done on purpose, yeah. but he just—it's the sort of the it's corruptness the kind of, of the system that yep. he's that is warranted his curse. If yeah. he'd, if he'd got like points on his license or he'd had a driving ban or something, then yep. followed through, he probably would have been cursed, which would actually mm-hmm. have been preferable. Yeah, exactly. Although obviously hindsight, and he and he sort of says he says like the other two guys are dead. That's not going to bring her back. You know what's the point? And then he sort of says it's about justice, and then says gypsy justice. Mm. It's like gypsy justice, and he and he and he kind of he ends up sort of grovelling a little bit, and he's like, "I'm really sorry, just please take this off me." And he's like, "No, I'm not gonna." And he's like, "If anything, I'm gonna make it worse for you, because uh, he just, he just he, yeah, that's it. He was like, if you if you don't shut up, I'm gonna make it worse for you." Yeah. So he ends up walking off. So then this guy. Billy gets annoyed and he's like, right, fine, I'm going to curse you then. I'm going to curse all of you 
and uh, it's going to be known as the curse of the white man from town because that's what they laughing. call him and they just laugh at him because they'll start laughing but then he goes a little bit like along with it starts laughing as well and then they all like stop laughing because they realise he actually is being serious and he is intending to do something crazy yeah and then uh, old catapult lady oh, gets him right catapults him right through the hand oh. and then he's, he's bleeding all over the place and then he's like I'm putting a curse on you and it's going to be on you old man and I suppose it's a kind of you know if I die you're going to live with that you've killed mm. me kind of thing so it's not really it's more of a symbolic gesture of you know you're going to have this weight of my death on your hands and yeah. that's going to plague the rest of your life he is 106 though to be fair so he's probably not all that bothered so he it cuts to him staying at his wherever he's staying i want to say like an airbnb or something it's like a little shoreside like a cabin little, it's quite cool it's quite nice quite isn't it? Liked it he's yeah. bleeding all over uh, the place oh my god it's everywhere and he calls old uh, fat tony for help and he gets him a doctor because obviously he's got mm. connections and he's like i'll sort you out it's fine and he's got this massive hole in his hand and and this guy's kind of I have never seen anything like this. And then he's like, I've worked on cadavers a little better than you. Because at this point, he's like sweating. His makeup is quite good. He's sweating, he's tired, he's weak. Oh, he looks terrible. He gives him some potassium tablets so he doesn't go into cardiac arrest. Yeah. They belong to the doctor, but the doctor thinks he needs some more. Don't you love a mob yeah. doctor? He's like, well, I'm not going to give you a prescription. I think you might need these more than me. I'm and just going like, to give you some random pills. And then he's like, it, whatever diet you're on. Come off it. Please come not off it. Not a diet. Yeah, come off it. And then he's like, you'll have a visitor tomorrow in the meantime. Have a little sleep. Mm. And uh, yeah, you'll be fine. So then he leaves. He basically passes out on the bed. And then it cuts to uh, Fat Tony coming. And he's like, come to see what he's about. He weighs him and he looks like all his bones are starting yeah, to come yeah, out. Really and protruding. Yeah, he, lo- he looks terrible. He's still very clammy and sweaty. And then he tells he tells him that he thinks that his wife and the doctor are having an affair. And then uh, old old mafia man, he's like, I've got you. Let me take care of this. Let me take oh, care of so this. Oh, he's so great. Have you seen him in Getting Even with Dad? No. I think he's in that too. He basically plays the same character but slightly more child-friendly. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, mm. I like him. He's, he's good, isn't yeah, he? He's, like, obviously, I don't agree with what he did in he's the film, a, but he's just a great like, character. Like, in, in this, like, he's a mob guy, but he seems like quite a nice guy, doesn't he's, he? He's very He's very loyal to, to his friend. Billy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. and he's like, Almost I'm going to help you. going above and beyond. Yeah, but then I guess he got him out of prison, so he's True. like, you saved me out of mm. prison, I'm going to help you. So they drive to... Is it their camp where the dogs are? Yeah. And then he poisons all oh, the dogs, which Actually, no, me. I take it back. I didn't say... No, I, didn't, I don't like it. They didn't need to poison the bit. dogs. That was a bit harsh. Well, they could have released them to the equivalent of the RSPCA. Yeah. Really. Or released them to a good rehoming centre. Yeah, that's but it. But then if, if you're going to have a horror film... Yeah. You can't really be like, oh, I, I think that was too mean. That's it. In a horror film, imagine if in Saw... Nothing bad happened and the people just got released to a Well it's funny It's funny you say that because the beginning something well, you haven't seen it, but something happens at the beginning and if it didn't happen, they'd have got out. Oh. Yeah. I haven't seen it. We'll get to that. That's Mm. episode a hundred. So 
Yeah, so they poison these dogs and then go to like a service station and he wakes up this man in a car, gives him some money to help keep him informed of what the gypsies are doing, basically. But he falls foul of the gypsies, does this mm-hmm. this informant. So it cuts to the morning and old uh, Joe's at the house with Billy and then they see Frank's car. I quite liked Frank. He was just the classic 90s he was up all right. to no good teen, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was all right. And there's um, a big scrawling on the it in car. Foam? Something like that. Mm. And it says white man from Toud. And uh, it turns out that Joe's had a delivery of guns. He's got lots of guns now. So they go to investigate this car. And poor Frank, the informant, oh. is dead. Got Awful. no eyes, his nose has been cut off. It looked like he had a chicken stuffed in his mouth Awful. or something for some reason. So basically, the, I feel like it was a, we're on to you. Yeah. We're not putting up with that. Then it, he's kind of like, this is getting out of hand now. It's going too far. And then Fat Tony's like, it's fine. I'm going to sort it. He loves doing this sort of thing. Yeah. And then he, he says, because I feel like he's like, right, he's killed my informant. And he's like... He was a mook, but he was my mook, mm. and I'm not putting up with that. I'm I'm going. So he goes Find to the it camp. Hard to believe, but if you were a teen hanging about in your car outside like a service station or whatever, mm. and a mafia guy came up to you with loads of money and said, "Wait here and tell me when the gypsies go past," would you willingly stay up all night? It depends how much money he got. Yeah, for I a big wad of cash for doing to nothing. Stay up all night. Well, obviously it, it wasn't. We well, was just worth there it. anyway. Also, he just had a nap because he woke him up from yeah, a nap. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, easy money, isn't it? That's true. Maybe he I'd sort totally of do it. S- sleeps during the day and stays awake during the night anyway. Yeah, as an informant, mm. keeping an eye out. Unless, was it like a 24-hour petrol station and he works there? I don't know. Uh, d- uh, suppose it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not the point. This one He's detail. dead now. We don't care about him anymore. So, yeah, so he's going. he's gone to the camp with his guns. And he finds all the gypsies in the camp. He knocks one guy out and mm. then just starts shooting at everybody. It goes into, like, action movie yeah. mode. Um, they also have guns, so they end up just shooting each other. Shoot each other. And then he he ends up tying up the man that he knocked out and sending him sending out. Sending him out. But they don't They know. think it's the shooter so they shoot, shoot their their own him. guy yeah and it turns out it's to just, be the young girl's husband yeah it's quite harsh like everything that everyone does to each other in this film is quite harsh yeah and then they 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 look at him and he's got a sign saying take the curse mm. off so then it cuts to the day after and he poses as an fbi agent and says have you seen this man and the young, the young ones, like, yeah, killed my mum and husband. So he's like, well, can I take you for questioning just to see, you know, to get a, yeah, to get your story, so get your side. He seems quite believable. You would think alarm bells would be going off for the uh, girl, but he seems quite believable. He does seem quite believable. So he ends up taking her to the house. And then saying that he actually did it. And she's like, ah, oh, it's you. So he basically sort of kidnaps her and knocks her out. Threatens her with acid. She's not says, suspicious until she goes into a barn in an isolated holiday let area. Yeah, it was a bit late by that point. Yeah, wasn't it? you'd. Fi- I mean, he balances yeah. like balances a jar of acid on a head while they escape, and he's like, "Get that old man to meet me at the lighthouse." And then uh, 
that's it. And then he's like, he drives off, but then she manages to get this acid off her head and then she's like, you're going to die, and she's really fuming to him. Could they not have, at this point, when she escapes, could they not have packed everything up, got everyone out of the way, save a few tough, extra tough ones from the camp Mm. who could have then gone to the meeting at the lighthouse and shot Billy? Maybe. Because you'd think that... Because they didn't have anything over... Once the girl had escaped, Billy and the the gang guy didn't have anything over. Yeah, but I feel like the thing, the point of it is, like, that old man will go. Yeah. Because it's his thing and it's a matter of principle and he wants to see that guy suffer. Yeah, if he's he's been invited to... I suppose he would show up. If he's been invited, he would show up, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, basically, Billy is thanking his friend and he's like well you can thank me just get this old guy i'll meet you later so he goes to sit on a bench to wait for this old man and he looks absolutely dreadful oh, he looks so he's Ill. so tired he's so pale and he's just like Ugh. and he kind of sort of sleep passes out on the bench and then he's woken up by the old man like opening his eye yeah, your dreams smell bad. Your dreams smell bad. What? What does that even well, mean? <laughs> maybe it's a suggestion that his character is corrupt. Yeah, he's not a great person, is he? He's not a great person, but he's not like a really bad person until something bad happens to him. Yeah, he doesn't handle it in the best way, no. does he? But so, then, so circumstances. He's, he sees this all bad, and he's like, "Lift this curse off me! Look at the state of me!" So he gets him a pie. He's like, "Right." I've got the this pie. pie. What you need to do is give the curse to this pie. So... And then give it to somebody else. Is that a thing or is that... I think it's I, I've not I've never thing. heard of But this. I feel like it's quite a symbolic thing because it's food and his mm. relationship with food and he's got to give it oh, to somebody yeah. else. But yeah, so he ends up bleeding into this pie. And then it starts, like, pulsating. And I was like, oh, I hope it doesn't start doing that when you try and give it to someone, because they're going to be like, I am eating that. I'm not eating that. That's disgusting. (laughs) So he calls his daughter to tell her her that he's coming home and for her to stay out because they need to talk to to your mother. out of the house, yeah. So he obviously wants her out of the way. And then uh, he comes home with this pie. She's quite glad to see him. Mm. And then he's kind of... He's like, I'm feeling better now. I'm, I'm, because I think he's kind of trying to play it like, you know, I got treatment and I feel yeah, all right. Everything's fine. I've brought you a, I've brought you a present. She says she's like, I wasn't having an affair, but I think she totally she was. was. She absolutely she was. She totally was. That guy was round far too much. Yeah. So, he says that he's got her a pie, and then she's like, Is it a strawberry pie? And he's like, Yep. And she's like, oh, it's my, my favourite. And then I, You don't often see a strawberry pie. I'd be suspicious. I don't think I've ever seen a strawberry a cherry pie. Cherry pie, maybe. Apple. Strawberry. Apple and blackberry. Not a strawberry pie. Not a strawberry pie. It's weird. Can you bake strawberries or do they go a bit mushy? I don't know. I would assume they go quite mushy. Mm. I imagine it's like a sort of jam. You get like rhubarb pie, like a jam. don't you? Yeah. That's anyway, not relevant, though. If so it she was goes to England, it'd be a rhubarb pie. Ew. She goes to get this pie, and then he's basically like, "Yeah, now we're even, you bitch. You eat that pie." And it cuts to the next morning where they're in bed, and he wakes up, and he's like, "Hello, did you eat the pie?" 
And her head is completely covered by the sheets. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh God. you know, it's going to be bad. So he peels back the sheets and she's really, really thin. She but almost looks like a mummy. Sort of melted. It's awful. Yeah, but... It, it's a, yeah, she almost looks like a mummy or something, doesn't she? And then she's got a strawberry pie on her. And he's like, oh, you ate that pie. And I then like the week. he kisses, kisses her. her. That's weird. You, would, you wouldn't you would do that. You just wouldn't do that. He kisses her and he's like, oh, strawberry pie. But I was mm. like, well, you're eating the pie then. So you're recursing yourself with the pie. Mm. Also, I feel like his character, for when he kisses his like dead wife's distorted face mm. is so far removed from the, his character at the start that it's like well the curse hasn't been lifted because you're just a completely different person I don't think so I don't think he's been great all the way through I don't think I he when he was comfortable he's quite he wasn't callous. like he didn't do anything wrong yeah he just kind of did a job that was immoral yeah he's quite and dark then, now yeah just a bit so he goes downstairs and then he finds that there's a coat on the mm. side. So realises that the daughter is home and then he sees two plates in the sink. So he's like, oh no, she's eating the pie. So she comes back and she's like, oh, hi, Dad. I, I came home last night and and sort of had a word with my mum and we talked we things talked through. Out. Everything's going to be great. Everything's good. I had some pie for breakfast. Ugh. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh, no. So she, and then she's like, I'm going to play football or something. And she's like, see you later, bye. And then he's like, oh no. I was looking at this pie and I feel like there was a quarter of it gone. And mm. I was like, what kind of small That's portions? Small portions. Were you having? So he's sort of looking at this pie and lamenting on his decisions, obviously, because now he's basically killed his daughter as yeah. well. So he goes to eat the pie. But then the door goes. Doctor. And it's Doctor Mikey at the door, and he asks how she, how he's kind the of wife surprised. Is. Yeah, he's surprised, he's surprised to, to see him, and he and he kind of he's like, oh, uh, I just came to see how oh, she was. Just a, oh well, yeah, mm. yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. And then uh, he's like, yeah, you want some breakfast pie? Who has but pie for breakfast, breakfast? Also, I mean, I don't object to having pie for breakfast, but I would, I wouldn't call it a. You don't breakfast have like a pie, a pie that's specifically for breakfast. You'd just be. I'd be suspicious having pie. And then he, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, everything's good. I've settled with Heidi. Now it's your turn. Mm. Do you want to come in?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, if I'm not intruding." And he's like, "No, no, no come intrusion. Come and have some breakfast pie. Come have some breakfast pie." So he lets him in. And there's this sort of little evil smile across mm. his face. Shuts the door and that's it. That's it. And that is the end. I think it's different in the book. I feel like the first time I saw this, there was a scene... I can't... Maybe I just missed it. Wasn't there a scene where the judge shows up and his skin's all, like, cracked? I don't think it I was I think in it's the, in the trailer. Is it in the... Because I'm yeah. sure I saw that in the film. I don't know if this was an edited version. I think this was a highly edited version because mm, I feel like there edited. was more to it because I thought you saw him. Yeah. Because he had really, really good makeup effects. And I feel like there was more transformation of him being mm. thinner as well. But yeah, apparently the the ending of the book, I think he just eats the pie. Eats the pie. So the guy doesn't come to the door. It's kind of for 
his reasons to basically not deal with the consequences of his actions, mm. which is what he's been doing the entire yeah. time through. So he eats this pie. Apparently, when it was released, it was a double feature with Michael Jackson's Ghost, which was also written Michael by... Michael Jackson's Ghost? Yeah. What's that? Which is also a story written by Stephen King. It was like a short film was that it Michael Jackson did. Was the ghost of Michael Jackson? No, it was oh. just Michael Jackson was in it. Oh. But... Yeah, so it'd show that and then show this. Really? It's like a double feature. I'm not sure I'd want to sit through two things at it's the really cinema. Weird. It was only a short, short yeah. thing. Apparently, Tom Holland, while he was filming this, contracted Bell's palsy. Oh. So one half of his face was paralysed. Oh, dear. But apparently he carried on filming, oh. and it took him a, over a year and a half to recover from wow. it. Wow. I know, right? From when... From when it was written, they've been wanting to make it into a film, but apparently they they didn't because they thought the public would compare it to the AIDS epidemic because um, of like the losing weight and mm. stuff. Because apparently they did that with the fly as well. That that was a kind mm. of comparison, which I kind of I kind of get it, but I suppose if yeah. if, if there's any a film which any film which de- depicts like something degenerative. Mm. I suppose you could compare it to any degenerative disease. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just because at the time that was like the main mm. issue. So so they, they were like, well, but wait. He was shot in Maine. Yeah. Apparently they uh, they wanted Sam Raimi to direct it originally, but he was busy doing Evil Dead 2. Mm. So he couldn't do it. And also, apparently, there was going to be some special effects of uh, Billy's flesh like falling off his face oh, and really? stuff. But they said that that was too much. Mm. So they dropped it. I can imagine. I think I that would have been too to much it. for me to watch. I kind of wanted them to do it. Oh. But overall, I quite liked it. I quite liked it. It's quite I think I need to watch. I think though, I need to it? watch an unedited version because I think Channel 5 edited it a lot. I'm sure there was a lot missing. Little tinkers. So, I know. Because I'm sure I've seen the judge's face properly. I and think he looked I saw great. It in the trailer. Mm. So no, he didn't. He looked awful, but the he looked great, looked great, but awful. Yeah, he didn't look amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I would give it a three out of five. I thought it was good. It's it's not the best film I've ever seen, but quite it's nice. enjoyable. I do quite like a Stephen King adaptation. I quite enjoy them. So it kind of felt like an adult version of children's horror stories. Like it felt yeah. like an adult version of like an R.L. Stein story. Yeah. Not, and I don't mean that as a criticism of... Everyone likes R.L. Stein. Anyone. Love R.L. Stein. Gore, I'd probably give it a two out of five. There's a bit of blood. She's quite gross when the you see it. And the boy, poor man in the car. My favourite little character, the boy in the, the car. The boy in the car. Humour, probably give it a one out of five. It's not that funny. It's not that funny. Although, a pie. Cursed pie. I will never look at a pie again in the same fashion. No. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> it's not strawberry pie. Strawberry pie. It's weird. If it had been set in England, it would have been a rhubarb crumble. Or a gooseberry pie. Gooseberry pie. Gooseberry, gooseberry. pie. Do they Apple have gooseberries in America? I think they do, but I think they call them something else. Oh, like arugula and rocket. Yeah. And what's the other one? Cilantro. Cilantro. Coriander. Mm-hmm. Eggplant. Yeah. Aubergine. Also, this is a nation that eats... Zucchini. That eats marshmallow with potatoes. 
Isn't that unusual? Sweet, is it sweet potato? Sweet potato pie or whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Sweet yams, yams, and they put marshmallows Tender on top. Yams. Yeah, yeah. I would never try it, but I can't. I would never want to try it. that. It sounds disgusting. You know what? Pumpkin pie. I don't like that. Never had it. Mm. It's not. I like pumpkins though. Anyway, the spice is um not a fan of. Mm. It's all cinnamon and that in it. Mm. I like not cinnamon roll, but not like oh no. oh no. Not like cinnamon. No, not oh. at all. What about that cereal? What was it? Cinnamon grains. No. Oh, the smell of it makes me feel quite oh, ill. I quite like cinnamon. No, not a fan. <laughs> oh, um, I've got my garlic salt. Not my garlic. Celery what was it? Salt. Celery salt. I got my celery salt. Yay! I finally found Did some. Did you try it on eggs? No. You should. Oh. It's nice. Boiled eggs. Well, it just smells just like celery, doesn't it? I don't think it does. I think it <sighs> smells different. I feel like it smells like salty celery. That's good. You that can, was a nice rounding, you can use, rounding yeah. thought for it. <laughs> Let's conclude the uh, the podcast with I found my celery, celery salt. salt. Well, you know, I did though. I'm glad. Mm. I'm happy that you did. Took some finding. Yeah, that's weird. Because normally it's everywhere. It's nobody ever everywhere. Picks it. it is. Nobody ever picks it, and I'm like, why do people not pick this? It's well, I never even looked twice at it until I tried this recipe. Mm. Never even really heard that's of nice. it. I put it in pasta sauce. Do you? Mm. Yeah. It adds a new Would you put dimension. it on cheese on toast? Could oh, do. We could put it on, on chips. Yeah. Mm. That'd be nice. Yeah. Ooh, I might have to try that. Put it on chips. Mm. Salt yeah. and pepper chips. I love salt and pepper chips. Oh, they're so good. Celery salt and pepper chips. Yeah. You, what if you put it on celery sticks? It's like celery that inception. Be an overload. <laughs> that'd be an overload. Maybe too much celery. I feel like that'd be like <laughs> feeding a chicken a chicken product. I think that'd be too. That'd yeah. be weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's like vegetable cannibalism. Mm. Yeah. So next week we're gonna do John Carpenter's The Fog. Oh, yay! Excellent. I've never seen it. I've seen like half an hour of it. Nice. It was good. It was it a good was half good. hour. It was a good half hour. Well, we like we like John on this podcast. So mm. it's got Jamie Lee Curtis as a hitchhiker. Yep, mm-hmm. she's good. It's got Ghost Pirates. Uh yeah. Yep. So yeah, watch that for next week. I've never thought a fishing vessel could be so frightening. <laughs> <laughs> Have you never watched Ghost Ship? No. Oh, it's good. Well, I'm. Well, the first bit of it's good. The first bit's really scary. And then it mm. kind of goes silly, but... Oh, we'll watch it. Yeah, it's pretty good. We'll watch it. So, yeah. So, watch John Carpenter's The Fog for next week. And in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We're on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod, And we're also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. And also... We are on Patreon mm. at Wonderful and Strange. Stay safe, guys. And we shall see you next week. Yep. Bye.